Welcome to this third and final episode of the week of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. Uh, we're going to talk about Section 108, pretty brief section. It's received in December of 1835. Uh, one thing you're going to start to, you'll, you'll hopefully have maybe noticed, the, the frequency with which uh, these sections, in terms of chronological order, uh, is kind of getting a little bit more spaced out than they were. Um, we went from March 1835 to now December 1835 here doesn't mean that the Lord was not revealing things to the prophet. Uh, something we've talked about throughout the year is the prophet was recording things and Joseph actually was notorious for recording every revelation because he valued them. He valued the word of the Lord. Um, but, you know, it's some some of these things, you know, they're starting to figure things out a little bit more. The Lord has revealed some of these things, uh, and so there's a little bit more space in between. Just like today, it's still a revelation when a stake presidency is um, organized, or stake a new straight, even a new stake is formed, but it doesn't show up and appear in the Doctrine and Covenants. But it still is happening. Revelation continues. Uh, this... Um, so in 1835, February, I told you that uh, the uh, Quorum of the Twelve was organized. The first Quorum of the Seventy was also organized then. And when that happened, many of its uh, members were drawn from the camp of Zion. And remember, we, we read about that last week. It seemed to be a failure. They ended up not doing anything, really. But then a lot of the leadership comes from these men who were faithful despite the circumstances. Um uh, Lyman Sherman was one of those people, and he was called to be one of the seven presidents of the first quarter of the 70. Uh, the day after Christmas, so that, uh, that's when this revelation was given, the Prophet Joseph uh, recorded that Brother Lyman Sherman came in and requested to have the word of the Lord through me. Uh, Brother Sherman had said, I have been wrought upon to make known to you the, uh, my feelings and desires, and was promised that I should have a revelation which would be make known my duty. So he'd come, he had come prepared. Uh, this struck me as, uh, you know, going and getting a, a patriarchal blessing and the, and the preparation that goes in. Patriarch fasts, they, uh, the person who's getting the patriarchal blessing typically is fasting and coming prepared to receive this revelation. Lyman Sherman comes to the prophet in that spirit and he uh, is given a revelation. He's first forgiven of his sins. And one of the reasons he's forgiven is because he is obedient to the voice of the Lord. Hearing and obeying the voice of the Lord is a critical part of repentance. Uh, he continues in that same, uh, what, I, what I noticed was he says, because you have obeyed my voice, and then in verse 2 he says, therefore let your soul be at rest concerning your spiritual standing and resist no more my voice. Hear him. And I, I, ever since President Nelson said that, you know, almost two years ago now, and this emphasis on hearing the Lord, I, I tend to see that in a lot of places in the scripture, and I, I see that here. Um, be more careful in observing your vows. This last week, I gave a, a lesson, uh, presented a lesson, led a lesson, I don't know, I don't like to say I gave it, whatever, uh, in, in my ward, and it was about... Um, why the Covenant Path from Mother Christofferson, April uh, 2021 t conference. And in studying about 
covenants. I, as you, if you've listened, you know, I'm studying Hebrew. And so I kind of went down this Hebrew path of covenant making in the Old Testament and the translation of the word covenant. And where it says to make a covenant in English in the Old Testament, it almost always uh, has a Hebrew phrase that is um, karat barit, which means literally to cut a covenant. And there's a whole symbol symbolism behind this, but to summarize, they would essentially. I guess I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna skip too much here. You gotta know the symbology for this to make any sense. They would get an animal, usually a cow or a sheep, slaughter it, cut it in half, separate the two halves, and then walk through the middle of it in making their covenant. And they would say, and the idea was, if I break my covenant, I have cut this animal. I'm cutting a covenant, and if I break this covenant, then what has been done to this animal should be done to me. And so I, I, we discussed this, and, and my, the point that I wanted to bring that up in the class and why I bring it up here is be more careful in observing our vows. Do we take our covenants that seriously? Or is it just something we did when we were 8 or when we were 19 or 20 when we went to the temple and got married? How regularly do we go back to hear the words of the covenants that we made and to remind ourselves? Yes, we remake covenants and vows. We remake them in, um, in sacrament. But we also, you know, renew. So we, we renew them, right? But that's not, as Elder Bednar has pointed out, that's not scriptural language. But it is true. Yes, we are doing that. But we're also making new covenants each week. And do we respect that? Are we careful in observing our vows? Um, that's, that's the question I've been asking myself. And, you know, I invite you to ask yourself and do some introspection and uh, the importance and critical nature, especially on the heels of, you know, talk, you're talking about section 107 and the priesthood and the power of the priesthood and accessing that power. How is it access, how is it accessed? By making and then keeping those covenants. And to summarize, it's it's what President Nelson tells us all the time. To stay on the covenant path. Staying on the covenant path gives us that access. Thanks for listening, everyone. Best of luck, and I hope to talk to you next week.